0: Hi, I'm sorry that I haven't recorded for a while, but now I'm back. Reading Harry Potter again. We're continuing the chapter of Diagon Alley. So here we go. "Hello," said the boy. "Hogwarts too?" "Yes," said Harry. "My father's next door buying my books, and mother's up the road looking, up the street looking at wands." said the boy. He had a bored, drawling voice. Then I'm going to drag them off to look at racing brooms. I don't see why first years can't have their own. I think I'll bully father into getting me one and I'll smuggle it in somehow. Harry was strongly reminded of Dudley. Have you got your own broom? The boy went on. No, said Harry. Play Quidditch at all? No, Harry said again, wondering what on earth Quidditch could be. I do... "'Father says it's a crime if I'm not picked to play for my house, "'and I must say I agree. "'Know what house you'll be in yet?' "'No,' said Harry, feeling more stupid by the minute. "'Well, no, one really knows until they get there, do they? "'But I know I'll be in Slytherin, all our family have been. "'Imagine being in Hufflepuff. "'I think I'd leave, wouldn't you?' Mmm, said Harry, wishing he could say something a bit more interesting. I say, look at that man, said the boy suddenly, nodding towards the front window. Hagrid was standing there, grinning at Harry and pointing at two large ice creams to show he couldn't come in. That's Hagrid, said Harry, pleased to know something the boy didn't. He works at Hogwarts. Oh, said the boy, I've heard of him. He's a sort of servant, isn't he? He's the gamekeeper, said Hagrid. He was like, said, sorry, Harry, said Harry. He was liking the boy less and less every second. Yes, exactly. I heard he's sort of savage, lives in a hut on, in the school grounds, and every now and then he gets drunk, tries to do magic, and ends up setting fire to his bed. I think he's brilliant, said Harry coldly. Do you? ''Do you?'' said the boy, with a slight sneer. ''Why is he with you? Where are your parents?'' ''They're dead,'' said Harry shortly. He didn't feel mu- much like going into the matter with this boy. ''Oh, sorry,'' said the other, sounding not, not sounding sorry at all. ''But they were our kind, weren't they?'' ''They were a witch and wizard, if that's what you mean.'' "'I really don't think they should let the other sort in, do you? "'They're just not the same. "'They've never been brought up to know our ways. "'Some of them have never even heard of Hogwarts until they get the letter. "'Imagine! "'I think they should keep it in the old wizarding families. "'What's your surname, anyway?' "'But before Harry could answer, Madam Malkin said, "'That's, that's you done, my dear.' And Harry, not sorry for an excuse to stop talking to the boy, hopped down from the footstool. Well, I'll see you at Hogwarts, I suppose, said the drawling boy. Harry was rather quiet as he ate the ice cream Hagrid had bought him, chocolate and raspberry with chopped nuts. What's up, what's up, said Hagrid. Nothing, Harry lied. They stopped to buy parchment and quills. Harry cheered up a bit when he found a bottle of ink that changed colour as he wrote. When they had left the shop, he said, "Hagrid, what's Quidditch? Blimey, Harry, I keep forgetting how little you know. Not knowing about Quidditch? Don't make me feel worse," said Hagrid. "Said Harry, sorry." He told Hagrid about the pale boy and Madame Malkins. And he said people from muggle family shouldn't even be allowed in. You're not from a muggle family. If he'd known who you were, he's grown up knowing your name, if his parents are wizarding folk. And you saw him in the leaky cauldron. Anyway, what does he know about it? Some of the best I ever saw were the one were the only ones with magic in them in the long line of muggles. Look at your mum. Look what she had for her sister. So, so what is Quidditch? It's our sport. Wizard sport. It's like, like football in the Muggle world. Everyone follows Quidditch. Played up in the air on broomsticks and there are four balls. Sort of hard to explain the rules. And what are Slytherin and Hufflepuff? Schoolhouses. There are four. Everyone says Hufflepuff are a lot of duffers, but ''I bet I'm in Hufflepuff,'' said Harry gloomily. ''Better Hufflepuff than Slytherin,'' said Hagrid darkly. ''There's not a single witch or wizard who went bad who wasn't in Slytherin. You know who was one. Vol, sorry, you know who was at Hogwarts. ''Years, years ago.'' ''Years and years ago,'' said Hagrid. ''They bought Harry's school books in a shop called Flourishing Blots,'' where the shelves were stacked, from s- stacked to the ceiling with books as large as paving stones bound in leather, books the size of postage stamps in covers of silk, books full of pe- peculiar symbols, and a few books with nothing in them at all. Even Dudley, who had never read anything, would have been wild to get his hands on some of other- these Hagrid almost had to drag Harry away from curses and counter-curses, bewitch your friends and befuddle your enemies with the latest revenges, hair loss, jelly legs, tongue-tying and much, much more, by Professor Vindictus Viridian. Viridian. Sorry, I'm very bad at pronouncing names. I was trying to find out how to curse Dudley. I'm not saying that's not a good idea, but you're not to use magic in the Muggle world, except in very special circumstances, said Hagrid. Anyway, you couldn't work any of them curses yet. You'll need a lot more study before you can get to that level. Hagrid wouldn't let Harry buy a solid gold cauldron either. It's says pewter on your list. But they got a nice set of scales for weighing potion ingredients and a collapsible brass telescope. Then they visited the apothecaries, which was fascinating enough to make up for the horrible smell. A mixture of bad eggs and rotted cabbages. Barrels of slimy stuff stood on the floor. Jars of herbs, dried roots, and bright powders lined the walls. Bundles of feathers, strings of fangs, and snarled claws hung from the ceiling. While Hagrid asked the man behind the counter for a supply of basic some po- basic potion ingredients for Harry, Harry himself examined silver unicorn horns at 21 galleons each and a minuscule literary black beetle eyes, five canuts a scoop. Outside the apothecaries, Hagrid checks Harry's list again. Just your wand left? Oh yeah, and I still haven't got your birthday present. Harry felt himself go red, you don't have to, I know I don't have to, tell you what, I'll get your animal, not a toad, toads went out of fashion years ago, you'd be laughed at, and I don't like cats, they make me sneeze, I'll get you an owl, all the kids want owls, they're dead useful, carry your post and everything, 20 minutes later they left Ilops Owl Emporium, which had been dark and full of rustling and flickering, jewel bright eyes. Rustling and flickering, jewel bright eyes. Harry now carried a large cage which held a beautiful snowy owl, fast asleep with her head under her wing. He couldn't stop stammering his thanks, sounding just like Professor Quirrell. "Don't mention it," said Hagrid gruffly. "Don't expect you." Had a lot of presents from then Dursleys, just Olivanders left now. Only place for wands, Olivanders, and you gotta have the best wand, a magic wand. This uh, was what Harry had been really looking forward to. The last shop was narrow and shabby. Peeling gold letters over the door read "Olivanders, makers of fine wands since 382 BC." A single wand lay on a faded purple cushion in the dusty window. A tinkling bell rang somewhere in the depths of the sh- shop as they stepped inside. It was a tiny place, empty except for a single spindly chair which Hagrid sat on to wait. Harry felt strangely Harry felt strangely as though he'd entered a very strict library. He sw- sw- swallowed a lot of new questions which had just occurred to him and looked instead at the thousands of narrow boxes piled neatly right up to the ceiling. For some reason, the back of his neck prickled. The very dust and silence in here seemed to tingle with some secret magic. Good afternoon, said a soft voice. Harry jumped. Hagrid must have jumped too because there was a loud crunching noise and he got quickly off the spindly chair. An old man was standing before them, his wide, pale eyes shining like moons through the gloom of the shop. Hello, said Harry awkwardly. Ah, yes, said the man. Yes, yes, I thought I'd be seeing you soon, Harry Potter. It wasn't a question. You have your mother's eyes. It seems only yesterday she was in here herself, buying her first ones. Ten and a quarter inches long, swishy made of willow, nice one for charm work, Mr. Ollivander moved closer to Harry. Harry wished he would blink those silvery eyes were a bit creepy. Your father, on the other hand, favored a mahogany wand, eleven inches pliable, a little more power, and excellent for transfiguration. Well I say your father favored it, it's really the one that chooses the wizard, of course, Mr. Dr. Ollivander had come so close that he and Harry almost nose to nose. Harry could see himself reflected in those misty eyes. And I have to leave it here for today, but I'll try and get back to it as soon as possible. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would like it. I wouldn't mind if you could rate and subscribe. It it really helps and shows me that people actually enjoy my podcast because if i don't know people who enjoy my podcast i don't think i'll be able to do it anymore thank you and